Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, here are you today, sir? Yeah, really excited. We got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be fun. We had a great one. This is going to be one of the best podcasts we've had in quite a while. I agree. And who are you? Uh, if I was any better, I'd be twins. Good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of twins, they had their first real football game today ever. Uh, they've been hitting, you know, if you don't hit a few, then they hit off the tee and you, you don't count the outs and nobody counts how many people scored. Just kind of, you know, if, if, you just guarantee back through the order and the next team wins. Then that next brewer runs on the bases and go inside. Today was tournament day. Day number one. Barn burner, bro. Five to four. Five to four. Now, let's get on here because I was a real score. It's a real score. Let's get on this is not to excite me. Let's take softball. softball. I mean, Cincinnati, uh, what is it? What are they called? Cincinnati was the best team. And did they win last time? They did. They did. My sister was a game of some sort. We're going to talk about another pop. We're going to have some chosen pops. It's lots of coaches. We talked last week about the Chris Silbo thing, I think. Yeah. What's his face cup? Yeah. The Nutty Buddy. And the unbelievable announcement that is going to be in golf forever. And here we know it. Uh, maybe not here we know it, but it's definitely going to be a big change. The NBA finals, uh, we are, the, I, believe, I believe, as we came downstairs here, it was the fourth quarter and the Heat were down by 20. So we're going to do a whole bunch of that. Uh, we got a little surprise in the middle of it, too. Um, I'm not telling him what the surprise is. He's going to find out who's going to Okay. Um, I'm pregnant? No, no. It's, it's, a, it's a lie. I'm teasing a lie. I'm teasing a lie. You know what it is, but it's still a surprise. Okay. It was my surprise for you. I'm super excited. I'm just going to pull her. And uh, that's just me if I'm going to get the spoons. And then the experience for this because we made Reese's peanut butter ice cream. Oh my gosh. Well, I needed bowls. We're going to need bowls. I mean, you can do one spoonful and that's it. Just be ready. You're not going to get the bowls. Just give me one popper. Like, to get a cookie. Exactly. Just stay in my hand. I'm going to do full bowls. It's not ice cream. Afterwards, no, no, no. no, no. Well, if that's the case, I'm getting full balls. That's fine. I shouldn't say something wrong. Yeah, you're good. I'm going to run up there and read. That's what you have to do. All right. Uh, your favorite thing in the world is when I have to use the bathroom during the podcast or run and go help a child or something like that. And you have to speak on your own into this podcast without me sitting here. I know that's like your worst. Thing you, you, you dislike. One of my favorite things when you have to go to the bathroom and take a little bit. 
Yeah, we're on almost episode 300 now. So I think some, by the way, by the told us he was, he was going through many to 100 episodes. He was going to uh, soundproof this room and it's still not soundproof. So we something. I am asking you with talking about. Yes. I want you to tell the story of the Reds game you went to last night. That was like a playoff game. Yeah. Was it was the energy watching it? It was the it was the most energetic the ballpark has been in a regular season game that I've been to in a long time. My first game in person of the year. Uh and I I, I waited for a while because number one, they're not great. Uh, although they have been fun to watch. Uh, this is one of those teams you get in the NBA sometimes with like Sacramento three years ago and uh, the Grizzlies five, four, three, four, five years ago. They're, they're a young up-and-coming team. There are players that are exciting to watch. The Reds are that way right now where it was the case. I mean, I couldn't – did you have some down here? Or was, I, mean, it was, I didn't want some feel bad. Walks ends up scoring all that good stuff, and you get yeah, this was really, really cool. And Matt McLean, the other guy that that's going to get forgotten about me, and awesome since he came up which makes the only thing even more exciting because now we got two guys that are uh these big time prospects who are up now who are play, and we play probably every day so but Ellie Dale Cruz has been if you don't know has been uh, ESPN like two weeks ago made him the top their top prospect in baseball. Many people sitting around you when he went first, uh, was it first, was it second to him, or first to him, or whatever it was? How many people around you said, How many people were talking about this 10.2 number? And I don't know if it's first to him or one of these. First to third on a triple, 10.82, I think it was. First to third. That's the fastest first to third of major league baseman. Sorry, home to third. Yeah, home to third. Yes. Um, and he had a home run. First home run and his first triple. He had a, he had a, a double. It was the most hit ball of any red so far this year. I'm seeing it. It was hit. Five feet off the ground and staying five feet off the ground until the wall. That's what it seemed like. I'm going to tell you, the kid is turning out to be everything that is advertised. The biggest part that I've heard about him is that uh, he doesn't have great selection. He can any pitch, but he swings at a lot of pitches, which sounds like a lot of miracle to me. Right? So, give me a all night. Now I'm talking about seeing the junior young kids. Well, I'll tell you, his first playing appearance was a lot. They started seeing the pitching around him 
That's a game to set on the TV. Then. Yep. Um, um, by the way, we're doing a Reese's ice cream for Reese's today. Uh, this is already a team. I'm not even going to taste it. I'm just telling you it's a team before I taste it. This is peanut butter ice cream. Um, I'm like four bites in. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna buy six more of these. This is definitely a 10. This is a 10. This is easy. This is easy money, bro. Easy money. Maybe I can't give a 10 out. Let's go, let's go 9 9. I was thinking 9 8. There you go. All right, it was easy. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll write those down in a minute. I'm just going to continue. So, anyway, that was the thing. Like, he came out of the dugout a little bit minutes before the game started or something like that. And everybody that saw him first by the red dugout, they're like, easy. I mean, standing ovation. And everybody stood it every time he came up. The entire ballpark stood for every one of his at bats last night. Do you know what the what it was? It was only like it was only like twenty two thousand, but apparently there was a huge walk up crowd. Twenty two thousand on a on a Tuesday night. That's on that's on for a team that's you know eight games on the Right. So. The electricity in the ballpark, and he showed why. He hit the crap out of the ball, fast as lightning, really fast. He, he made it. So he had, they gave him a, a base hit, which I think was the right thing, but there was a, was it Mookie? One of Mookie Betts. Ball down the line, he was playing third, which was, which was, long before, you know, the, all the talk the last few weeks about where he's going to play. Not necessarily where he's going to play, but where everybody else is going to play. Nick Senzel guy. For once. Um, sorry. And then you're like, you know what? We're just going to plug him in. He did a nice job. He, so he, the ball was down the line. On the line, it looked like a field ball to me. So he had to range to his right from third base. He, the umpire was almost in the way. He almost ran into the umpire. So, ball hit off like the heel of his glove, kind of, and uh, he just, you know, hit off his glove. He just picked it in. Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he did make a couple, a couple of decent plays. Uh, going to his left, threw a guy out. Uh, looks like he's got a good arm. Mm -hmm. So, very uh, exciting player to watch. And, and and you know, it's funny because like I have these mixed feelings because he has. He has like all the tools that Eric Davis had, and he's number forty-four. I know everybody's talking about it. He sucks. I, 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 like, I, I don't want him to wear forty-four. As, as excited I am as I am for this guy, I'm still. I'm, I said this before. I'm still a guy that no matter how good you are, Victor Wembanyama. When we're talking about him, yeah, you can people can think about he's before the greatest player in the world. You have to show me on the highest level. You have to bring it to me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I just can't, I can't give 44 to just anybody. Now, highest rated prospect since Jay Bruce or we but it just came off the punks that had it before him. What was his name? I don't remember his name. We had to back Aristides Aquino. Aquino had it before him? Yeah. 
Um, I, we we got to get that number retired. I agree. So anyway, it's retired in my mind. But look, if he if he ends up being a, a Hall of Fame, then fine. It's going to get retired anyway. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say 44 is retired for Eric Davis and Ellie Dokers. So a lot of fun for the Reds. And I think they hit another walk off home run. Uh, Will Benson, who at the game I was at two games ago that they won. Mm-hmm. I think it was two to nothing, maybe three to nothing. I can't remember. Um, I made a bet with one of the kids on the team. Andrew Habits debut. And it was Andrew Habits debut, and he was phenomenal. Another reason to get excited for Reds fan. So um, that is a lot of fun. But I made a bet. So the new baseball team went to the game, made a bet with them, and uh, and it had been five bucks. I said Will Benson would hit a home run. He didn't. Or maybe I bet the Reds would win. I can't remember. But I was talking all kinds of crap about Will Benson that he was going to hit this home run. And he never did. But he hits the lock off tonight, which is two days later. I was kidding. I didn't know exactly what I was going to be. Some credit. I'll get half credit. I'm going to get my five push ups anyway at practice today. Um, but when I was at the game, uh, you called me. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about the show prep. That's right. And uh, one of the dads sitting around yelled out, we should talk about the Stanley Cup. Ah, it's the time on the Newsbleed Sports Podcast. It's one of my favorite times of the year. This is the surprise for Adam I was talking about, which he kind of knows about. Mm-hmm. He's had a little time to think about it since we, uh, right before we got on here. This is how bad hockey is. I can't even find it on ESPN. I got to like scroll over and get more things. <laughs> All right. So the, uh, what is, it's the Stanley Cup. It's not even in the top six. NCAA men's basketball and football are above where hockey is. Adam, mm-hmm. I will let you know. That the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, the next game is tomorrow night. It's at 8 o'clock. There's a team that is winning 2-0. You have to tell me who the team is going to stand like I don't know who they are. It's the Buffalo Sabres and the San Jose Sharks. That's really close. All right, that's guess number one. You can give me two guesses on this. This is going to be way too much fun. So, last match is going to be That's great. Which one of them? Yeah. Look, I remember them being in like they weren't last year. Uh, they were in it during the inaugural season, which was like two years ago. Okay. So it's the Los Angeles Golden Knights and the Las Vegas Silver. Oh, close. Guest number two is incorrect. Uh, um, Let's say Vegas and Colorado Avalanche. Mm. Guess number three is wrong as well. I'm going to say the Knights, the Golden Knights. Man, let's go. Uh, I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the big time guy. It's not like a big time. It's not the. It's not the. It's not the. So the three big. You gave me three generic names. And said, which one of these really is a hockey team? I would not have missed it. Oh, all right. So then, uh, you know, 
if I if I, I'm gonna give you the mascot, okay. It's the same mascot as our high school. Name one other athletic team that is named after the state. And not the city of Um It's named after the state of Florida. California Angels. That's the California Angels of Anaheim. I don't think it is. It's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. California Angels. Los Angeles. Um, I feel like there's got to be one, though. There's got to be. I mean, New York. I mean, city of New York. Yeah, but it's New York City. It's not the state of New York. They're yeah. in New York City. I know, but it doesn't say New York City. It's not. It's not New York City. It's called New York, New York. It's not New York City. That's true. That's right. Um, I stole this. You want some more? No. Well, yeah. No. Um, I'm gonna nine to nine nine. By the way. So, Reese's is so good. Mm. Reese's ice cream. Try it. Man. So, I'm just going to tell you right now. There might be. Yeah. I mean, there's no Montana. There is a Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz. Mm. There you go. Figured it out. Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota Twins. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. Sounds stupid name to me. Congratulations to the Panthers. Vegas Knights are up to Okay. Against Panthers. Uh, so they'll probably win again. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Vegas in four. Vegas in four. I'm, I'm taking Vegas in five. I'm still going to believe the He's a real thing. He's been so, a long time. Um, Here's what right now, we talked about. We hate the national media or any kind of media that never talks hockey. And going to name hockey players plus their present I think the only way that this can work though is whoever goes first uh has to be able to to, to if I go first and maybe if I never got one that's a time unless you come up with another one right so, so you come up with I'm gonna do if you can't come up with another. You get a win. Otherwise, it's time. Otherwise, it's time. Okay. So, I mean, you can go first. No, we're gonna flip a pen. Whichever the person it's pointing towards gets to go first. Pointing towards you, Bob. I feel like that was a strategic flip. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start off with. I'm going to start 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 with. I'm
I'm going to start with the green one. I see his name in a second here, but his, his nickname is the green one. And he was, I listened to an hour-long podcast that he was on today. He was on uh, Fly on the Wall, which is Dana Kennedy, Dana Kennedy, and players getting talking about him. Like a few of the famous ones that I would have known about. He said, he is the third member of Dustin Watson, who may come up in the entertainment here in London. So it's just a full, 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 full thing. And the language game. Yarmir Yagi. Beautiful. Chris Chelius. Patrick Wong. Thank you for saying that. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with. I'm like, 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 and there was uh, the. You know what? I'm going uh, Patrick Sub- Subban. So I think he was like the first black guy in. Uh, okay. My name sounds familiar. Jimmy Rooney. That's who you were thinking of. So I was thinking of. Um, it's funny. 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 It's Let's go with uh, Bobby Hall. I was just thinking in my head. Bobby Hall. No, I didn't think you'd be able to go that far. Oh, right. Okay. 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 Um, Sydney Crosby. I said him. Uh, um, so Russell Brown was really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go with uh, tip. I'm done. I'm done. Lost. I lost. Hey, you're pretending. That's my question. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of it. We did get it too. Uh, Crosby and Crosby, Stills, and Nash. No, it was a uh, oh, there is a Nash. Um, there is a Nash. I think we played for uh, it was Columbus. It was Columbus's best player. The Columbus Columbus That's looks like recent. I don't know. Somebody Nash, but hold on. Uh, Steve. John Smythe. Okay, now we're done. You, well, that's the trophy. It's the trophy. Did Boris Yeah, you certainly wasn't going to this <laughs> week. And it trash. You beat me. Um, I definitely lost that. I uh, played a lot of Blades of Steel and I played a lot of uh, Brandon and back in the day. And I, I just I think it was on Sega Genesis. And I could not tell you any of the people because I was always the Blackhawks and I was always 
I was always Jeremy Roenick, Chris Chelios, and was Patrick Wilder goalie now? I was that goalie, so he was really big too. Yeah, I was that was tough. It was poor. It wasn't Brett Hill hockey. What was that hockey yet? We used to play. Was Brett Hill hockey? Blades of Steel is the one I played the most, but there was NHL 90. Yeah, maybe not. It was just an NHL 90. So I think so. So, there was a Canadian businessman, soldier, and sportsman in ice hockey, and sounds like a sportsman in ice hockey and horse racing. He is best known as the principal owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs of the National Hockey League from 1947 to 1961. That's a era. Uh, and is the builder of the Maple Leaf Gardens as owner of the Leafs during Stanley Cup. I don't think so. I think it was probably like the pit in Cincinnati where he knew all the students and teachers and stuff to build it. Yeah. That's the whole thing about the Lord of the Pit. The students, teachers, and parents built the pit. Because they didn't have money to, would have never known that. And I was also told one time that they chose people back in the twenties in the twenties because it was like the cheapest color you could get. Or well, I heard that they uh, when they first uh, when they first had a sports team they were red, but it was during uh, like you know red full you know it was. Uh, like the Red Scare, like the Russian stuff? Yeah, like Russians or Chinese or something like that. Yeah. So they switched it to purple. Huh? That one went into them as well. That makes sense. Who knows? Uh, so, anyway, besides our baseball, uh, you want to get into live golf? Like, do you want to do a little NBA? I mean, if you're done talking about the NHL playoffs, sure, I guess we can. Just... Like we covered it all. <laughs> I got the bread. Well, is I mean the greatest player before Blitzky. Yeah, was that his name? Bobby Hall was was really good too at one point. Yeah, yeah. And then there was Brett Hall who got drunk and uh, got on the microphone after the Stars won the Stanley Cup. And there was Scott Hall who also was drunk about the time. Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. That's the guy. Since we're on a quick listening now. Something that I know means. Is the milk for thousand great days? Wow, and they gave him this big fancy, it really sucks. But they, but now Seth Rollins has the brand new heavyweight championship title, and he's a fighting champ. You know, who uh wasn't afraid to fight anybody, and who was a great entertainer? Who's that? The gentleman who passed today, rest in peace, Iron Seek. Yeah. 
Woman's take was a great follow on Twitter, apparently. I know it's the least ever, but I heard the just be the most random, funniest tweets ever. So funny. He went, he went on a weird start a bunch of times because he was so funny. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, these people out in it into his 80s. And in his 80s constantly such a good one and you know what uh uh it's something uh pretty similar uh except it doesn't go up over top to twitch really but bobby lashley does the full is everybody does the ddt except if you're like a couple of guys like snake the snake has a and then he and then there was a lot of people that did basically the same move uh but they come with different things such as the rk oh yeah randy orton okay um yeah. Is that similar to um similar but more closer to the diamond thing. The diamond cutter was good. Mm-hmm. Um but to me, I agree the tombstone. the tombstone was good, but if you really had to think about it and you really want to go into like a thousand day belt like that and you want to get into streets, then you gotta talk about the job. <laughs> What's that called? Diamonds. That's a red, 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 is the phenomenal forearm. I mean, I don't know. I you know, if we're talking finishing moves, then I'm talking about the uh, mandible claw. Oh, the mandible claw. That's a good one. Uh, if you put the mandible claw and you just go down a little bit, it's a lot like a choke slam. Oh, okay. That's your going down. And then if we're talking about... Uh, some reason, speaking of the DDT and the 
I have heard of that. I can't remember who His name was Saturn. He was the whole thing with the Raven. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a big ET as well. But I haven't floated it today. So now we got to talk about well, the, I believe Macho Man Randy Savage had the, 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 oh, was it the, I'm going to splash. Oh, I think it was the atomic elbow that he did at the end. It says a splash. No, you know what? I don't know if it's the top rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to know that I get credit for that. I'm going to credit for that. I'm going to credit for that. I just had one of my hands and started talking to you about that and I lost it. I can only have an old, yeah. So what about oh my god, this is I'm I'm so upset right now I can't think about it. That's off the top rope, but it's like a flip where you land on your bike. You I'm thinking what's the guy doing it now? Uh Jeff Hardy used to do it. Oh okay. We can talk about the figure four the will put you in a figure eight. He takes the figure four and puts a bridge on it. That's right. That's right. You told me about that recently. Um then look. You know, stop thinking about you know, flashing moves. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? I thought we were just going to go through a movie. We made some missiles. We could think of it. And then when you do uh, something, and I was like, okay, now we're just doing finishing moves. You know, I'm kidding. There are so many guys you can read the missiles. You can't remember. I think it was a game of missiles. And it's the most as good as I am. I don't know what his thing was, or what he could sound. He says, you know, he used to be the best thing. I love he would cut off a little bit here. I don't know. He used to have so many movies. I mean, I don't know what Scott Steiner's move was. I don't know, Rick, Rick Steiner's move. It was some wrestling move because Rick Steiner's was definitely some kind of submission. His face. Nicolas Crossface. I lose. I lose. Yeah, I feel like we did really good though. I feel like that was really good. I was going to finish it. 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 I was Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds good. Okay. He just uh, closed line, Jeff. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense to me either. Uh, we were moving toward the. Another good segment. We've been listening about this for two days since it happened. And I still can't remember his name. Uh, so, uh, the craziest thing about this, right? Let's just say this. The craziest thing about this was this league golf tour is funded by uh, Saudi Arabian 
Prince or something like that. The PI, PWF or PIF, some kind of fun. Um, and they fund the Live Golf Tour. And they just started offering a lot of these golfers in un- 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 unbelievable amounts of money. Like, like, um, like $25 million. Exactly. That's the point. He's like, we can take $25 million more than he could Google what he's ever made on tour. Tiger was offered like $800 million. They said Tiger was close to a billion and he turned it down. Dustin Johnson got $20 million. Boom. In your bank account right now. Yeah. So lots of money. We just these guys. The tournaments are smaller. You don't need to wear pants. They play music. And what I'm saying is you, you're not playing naked. You're not playing naked. Right. Good. Uh, you can wear suits, which if there's one thing that you can get out of this, PJ tour can do it. those guys when it's 90 degrees out, they don't play golf suits. Besides the point. Uh, but you can play music, which that's not real golf. Like that's playing with me on a on a random Wednesday or Thursday. We got music going the entire time. Give me speakers now that attach to the golf cart, and you got this little thing on top. You put it in your pocket, and you press it when you're at your ball, and it it you download it to an app, and it'll Bluetooth and blah blah blah. And you press the button when you get to your ball, it tells you how. And then it pauses the music, and over the speaker on your golf cart, it says how far away you are from from where you're at, so you can do the club that you need. So it's all. I mean, everybody listens to music while they golf now. Really? Yeah, yeah. see eighty percent of people do. Some people get so many speakers going. So many people who would. I don't like the. Yeah, it's still like the wind. If I'm golfing and there's people behind me or in front of me that I don't know and I'm up to them, what's going to Just to be. Nice while they're going, but if they most of the time being the speaker going too, or no, all the time. I can ask them about that. See if they see if they're music guys. There's people that are people that aren't. Yeah, most of the time, the guys that aren't good. Well, see the best plays music the whole time. I guess, okay, Mike Little. Like two out of five weeks this year. Nice, nice, nice. Um, there are some, you know, old, old uh, baseball fans that probably also play golf that, you know, want to go by the letter of the law. Yeah, I got you. It loosens you up a little bit. I think it makes it easier. So it doesn't bother somebody else is playing some music kind of loud that you don't like at all or something yeah, like that you know, when you're swinging the yeah, music stuff. That's a funny thing to me. Everybody's like, I was talking in your box swing. Well, first off, I didn't hear you. And there ain't nothing you could say that would make me screw up any worse than I already did. Trust me. I screw up enough on my own. Um, anyway. With this golf, you got that little golf over there, and they paid a bunch of money. And the point is, Greg Norton's been trying to do this for a long time. He wanted some kind of like um, just competition for the competition for PGA. Yeah. So the PGA Tour and this guy Jay, um, what was it, Mullins? Monahan, Monahan, uh, like saying some nasty things. Like when this first came out, it was like if you go over there, you're taking 
blood money. You're taking, you know, these are the people that were that were um that were part of the 9-11 flights, like some real, real big threats, not threats, but like trying to make you feel really bad about it. And in, in some really, really uh accusations yeah, or yeah, sensitive things yeah. were being said. Um and why that was was such a i mean i knew that it was back with saudi money but i didn't know why that was so bad yeah. so and the pga just wanted to dismiss it all and they this is you can miss before they just dismiss it and you you know push on keep on because they're basically a monopoly yeah. which is another thing that is probably going to happen here very soon is the federal government's already been looking into them so um now you have lived golf they go off, they stole some of the big names, some really big names. Um, and then they used to kind of do something. And poor Roy McElroy has been like the spokesperson. And that poor guy's, he was basically uh, laid out to dry, man. They kind of they kind of hosed him. And he even said they had a, so they had an interview with him yesterday. And they were like, what kind of things like you that didn't take the money? But now it's being backed by them. And he goes, I've never, I've never been offered money by them, but absolutely. Right. He basically, I'm not going to quote him, but he was, he was basically saying, like, people, the PGA came to us and said, don't take the money. And we did it for them. And now they take the money. I feel like there should be some compensation. He said, I feel like there should be a conversation at least had about it. Mm-hmm. So he wants some compensation for even getting anything for the PGA. PGA, so anyway, it's not live golf. That was that is merging with PG. It's the fund that it's that PI the or whatever that fund is that uh that is merging with PGA. So they're trying to basically the PGA is now accepting money. The PGA is a nonprofit. They now will no longer be a nonprofit organization. Oh. So this is everything. Why do you got things to you know see three people and get it's a lot of stuff that's going to start coming out on this. A lot of stuff. And then Greg Norman just said today, nope, we still, we still live golf. We'll still be clean. We've got a whole year plan. We've got, now we can actually go a little bit harder getting better um, advertising because these advertisers will come to us because we're part of the PGA now. And or there's a lot of people that think that's not going to happen. Is everybody just going to lose more because now some of the advertisers don't want to be associated with live golf? There's a lot, but that's the thing is they're trying to say it's not live golf. It's it's the PIF, it's the fund or whatever that is merging, not with PGA. Not so PGA and live are going to stay separate entities, but they're all under the same. You don't it's the thing that's out there. Everybody's like, no, there's no way that's going to happen. And then randomly comes out and says, like, yes. And he says that that's still going to happen. And everybody's like, mm, poor Greg Norman. I don't think anybody let him know. <laughs> Who's been the biggest ambassador for this and really stood on his soapbox and preached against a lot of these guys that did this. And it basically said uh, that the, 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 the news came out at 9.52. They sent an email out to all the media and all that stuff. And he came home at 6.30 that morning. So, two hour, two and a half hours before that. Like, oh boy, like, you know, somebody that you have been using, basically, 
to push against all these other golfers. He's talked some bad stuff about a lot of golfers. I mean, isn't that up to him, though? Uh, you might not until you find out that the PGA is asking him to do all this stuff, and he's with it. Not that he's doing it. Yeah. And he, you know, turned down things. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. It's crazy. And I what any of this means. How do you golf will continue? So the golf is gone, and now we're going to be paying players salaries almost on top of having on top of being able to win tournaments. We don't know what is going to happen at this point. But all that money that the crazy thing to me is all that money that you spend out there. This is the PGA. This guy Jay Monahan. Monahan talking about blood money and the and nine eleven was. You know, this money was behind 9-11, and now you're taking that, and people that you know have have died, you know, and all that stuff, and the towers crashing, and you're that's where you're going. First off, you know, there's no way of proving how that works. I'm not even gonna get into the geopolitical proof of the whole thing because that's too much. That's out of my breadbasket. So I'm just kidding. Knows what this is going to do. My dad would say this this merger was happening, and no one has any idea. They're still, there's just going to be way more money in golf. I mean, yes, there's going to be more money in golf. That they off, they supposedly they're trying to bring all these soccer players over too, not. Like Ronaldo, they gave him like uh, something crazy, $250 million a year to come play in the Saudi Arabia uh, soccer league. Somebody said that they offered Messi around a billion dollars after he won the World Cup, World Cup to go over there. Wow. But like they were planning on putting over $20 billion into playing players to come and play in the Saudi Arabia soccer league. So I don't know what this whole end game is with all this PIWF, this fun, the, you know, all these Saudi prince or whatever this guy is. I don't know what the end game is, but he seems to be going after a lot of things and wants to be involved in a lot of these sports. You think it would do a lot for their economy? I'm sure that would suck the economy quite a bit. money I mean, they took they 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 control oil, yeah, basically. Yeah, and and these guys, yes, I mean, maybe uh, we needed a few. Yeah, I was a quarter oil, I agreed before. Yeah, yeah, just need to talk about it a little bit. Anyway, uh, I don't know, man, this is crazy stuff. What did you know about it? What did you look into it? What's your thoughts? The Las Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, I think we just talked about it more. Now. We talked about everything I know because I that's you gave me more information than I've So, um, easy. And both well, they've already said like. There could be team events. That was another thing. There were like foursomes and starts. Like you're playing on a Sunday, you know, for a, an outer uh, alumni 
outing and something like that. You know what I mean? So it's like not real, but that's the big thing Roy, Rory, not Roy, was trying to protect was golf. They play 50 field goals instead of 72. Right? So they're trying to, that's better, trying to save what the real entity of what golf is and what it has been for a thousand years. You know what I mean? That 72 uh, whole movement style and, and all of it. Yeah, ever since one thousand and one on 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 one instead of like a team like really with another guy but you're not on the same team against them these are like it's teams of yeah interesting i mean it sounds like there's way more that's going to come out way more that's going to happen they probably don't even know i'm sure they're if there are rule changes that are going to take place, if there is a different way they're going to structure tournaments and things like that, it's a championship, isn't it? So this is my favorite thing. That's, you know, it's going to be a lot of stuff. My favorite part about this whole thing, that sorry, my favorite thing that was said about the whole thing was today I was listening to Dan Patrick Smith, and uh, one of the Danettes, I think it was Polly, said he goes. All I want to know is what part of the 30 for 30 are we in right now? Are we in hour one? Are we in the first 15 minutes? Are we creeping up on the third hour? Like what point of ESPN's 30 for 30 on this are we in right now? How much more is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. It's like having a mafia family join the major league baseball organization or something like that. So then we'll keep an eye on this because there's going to be way more that comes out. So, so we'll keep an eye if you know things news continues with both, then we'll talk about it next week. That sounds good. We're in two weeks or, or you got something going on next week? No, no, I just mean you're telling me you are going to be on the weekends next week. No. You know what? But in fact, I'm going to take this opportunity to announce my retirement from the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Man, that's, that's going to go. You want to find a way to make this thing slash like, like the Twitter, what is it, go viral? Make an announcement. That thing will go viral for as long as it can. That's why I am something he's not with the information he is. In the uh, upcoming suspension for John Morant, yeah, because he doesn't want to do it during the NBA finals and, and ruin that. I've heard a lot of people have talked about that. Even the NBA finals, I had the uh, Denver Nuggets sweeping the Miami Heat. You had Nuggets in six. Mm-hmm. Hey, you're looking really good. I'm going to go back. I'm pretty sure you said six. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, people took heat in six. That's what the six yeah. was. Okay. Uh, but it, it, the Denver Nuggets lost the game at, I don't know, 17 days ago. They play like five days in between for some reason in the finals. It was like three days game. Uh, last time we were on, they were 1-0. They lost it a few days ago. And it seemed like everyone was talking about this magic thing that Eric Spolstra and the Miami Heat came up with and 
they even asked him after the game, um, were, you, were you previously just letting Jokic score and taking away the passing? Is that what you're trying? Is that what we're doing? And he's like, to the untrained eye, it might look like that, but that's absolutely not it. We're just doing everything we can. And that was really shabby in that instant. But that was kind of a messed up answer to give to her because she's not the only one saying it. First off, she's a very trained eye. Mm-hmm. And second off, like, that's the NBA same thing. So why would Steve Cooper said that on uh, Draymond's podcast, I think. I mean, yeah, it was. We'll just say this is one of the best NBA economists there are. I mean, he's been around forever, and that was unfair when everyone is talking about that. He was a little condescending. What didn't happen to in game two, he had four assists. He had seven assists like in the first four. Yeah. Well, did you also see many wide open shots the Denver Nuggets missed in that game two? That's open. You know what I mean? It's totally different. The whole point of him doing passing is to get the, his other teammates uh Moving and have confidence and and be prepared in the game. And if they miss their first couple, their other confidence is going down. So now, no matter how much you pass, they're not making shots anyway. He went on an eight point run on his own, an eight oh run, and three of the four shots he took were horrible shots that he just kind of flailed around and he had such beautiful soft touch at the rim and just laid in. And it was like Jameson's like, what? Are you- it's a, you can't stop him. It's impossible to stop him. Yeah. And he, yeah. So, I mean, the Denver Nuggets got back in game three to what they've been doing in the playoffs. And they're pushing the ball well. They're pushing the ball. They keep pushing the ball pretty hard. Um, and I like that. I, I, I just like that push, pushing the pace because I think you get more opportunities, more open lifts when yeah. you're, when you're really pressing the defense. Right off the bat. Um, and so they did. They they knocked out some and then Joel Marius continued to play really well and Yoko just continued to play really well. Was those two guys kept going. I mean, they, Miami doesn't have a one-two punch like that. No, just, I mean it and it is a one-two punch. 34 for Murray tonight, 32 for Jokic, 11 for Aaron Gordon, two for Porter Jr., six for Caldwell Pope, uh, four for Green. Uh, five for Brown, and then the surprise of the game was uh, what's his name? Chris Brown, Christian, Christian Brown, 15 points for Christian Brown. But that's nothing behind it, so it is definitely a one two punch. But, but I mean, like. The the eleven and the six and the four and the it's, it's surprising that Michael Porter Jr. only had two or four was, um, two two points for Michael Porter one of seven two from three but he had seven boards and they had and they won by how much and they won by fifteen a fifteen field we actually had twenty one minutes so he had to have gotten in foul trouble maybe something um, yeah, he had to get in the top because he always he usually plays in that like Aaron Gordon around that 34, 30, 30 some minute game, uh, minutes a game. 
Um, but you get uh, 44, sorry, 32, 10 assists, and I'm going to let you guess his rebounds. Uh, I think he had like 12 in the first half or something like that. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he ended up with 21. You suck. You already looked at it. That's a crazy game. That was Yes. 32, 10, and 21. It's not bad. That's a decent game for uh, just about anybody there, sir. And, and I'm guessing they should in this game from the floor. Absolutely. Point. Absolutely. So, that's, I mean, that's, I'm saying to six or seven people over the last couple of days, and most of the people, 51% from the floor as a team. Miami shot 37. They shot, uh, let's see, they're 27.8 from three. That's eh, 81%. Oh, that's from play. But yeah, but the 51 and Miami, 81% from the free throw line. The team, that's really good. Yeah, they were 22 of 27, and the Heat were 78.9 at 15 of 19. So, hmm. I mean, both teams shot well from the free throw line. Um, and they both got to the free for, for free throw line, which is different from the last two games. Yeah. The Nuggets only got to the free throw line in game two, and the Heat didn't get into the free throw line. But they, they took two free throws in game one. That's right. Um, so, that's just a lot. You know, there you go. That tells you a lot of the story. Uh, I, I was, I think I was getting ready to say, I talked to several people the last couple of days about it. And, you know, after a split in Denver, everybody's like, oh, well, why, how do you feel about it? And I'm like, it, I still feel like Denver is definitely the better, more talented team. I, I think they're just the way they've played over the last couple of months and just, just their talent top to bottom seems to be quite a bit better. So I had. Yeah. I'm still still sticking with them. And now, and, you know, certainly a 15-point win on the road to get that home court back is a big deal. It's a big deal. Same, um, same, same bad fives. I feel like that's pretty much how things have, uh, have, have been, is Denver is just that good. So we might be uh, congratulating a champion next week. Uh, and unless, you know, Miami gets another win and then they extend it. But for now, that's what it looks like. And we have one more thing to do here, Chris. We do. We do. Um, most more because he did not watch Wanda Sykes. So if you watch the new Wanda Sykes on Netflix, you can more weeks to get it. So our Mount Rushmore for this week. Right. was the Mount Rushmore of DJs, which came up when we somehow brought up a DJ last week or something. I forget. Yep, I what it was, DJ Tanner or somebody. But uh, DJ Tanner and kids are pretty, So they've watched Fuller House like 17 times uh, on Netflix. And it's the first episode. They're now watching Fuller House, old school Full House, and seeing who everybody was from back in the day. So they watch Fuller House first, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. They're like, Let's see. Oh, here's Jim. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Full house. Although they do, because they joke around about how uh, Michelle's never there. Like in the, I think we're just missing Michelle. 
Michelle, if you ever want to come, we'd be happy to see you. And then we go back to the regular show, you know, doing full house. It's pretty funny. Uh, so now they get to see Michelle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, how long did that come? Did they just do like a couple seasons of Full House? Um, I think it was four. Oh, three or four. Okay. Yeah. That ended a while ago, right? Yeah, it's been a couple years. Ago, so. Okay. I was going to say that because now you don't have. We're missing second. I don't think you can get to yeah, It's going to be tough to do that. He was partner. Yeah, I mean, he was the host of Wake Up San Francisco. I mean, he was out for as well. Like, I, he was. Yeah. Um, Becky's in jail, so. Same on you, Aunt Becky. Um, and, uh, and Danny Tanner is deceased. That's right. Chris? Is, is it Chris? It is. He decided this was going to go. Did we decide that producers were okay in this? Yeah, sure. Because, like, I mean, if you think of what, if you think about this, like, if you think about what a DJ is, like, the DJ group that, like, back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, the DJ was the one who created the, he was the producer of the And then when you went out, your DJ was the Sitting in the beat while you rap over top of it, right? Like he created it, he put it together, he produced the whole thing. He'd take a sample from some 1950s, whatever, uh, just kind of twist it around and throw it on, and then you get a beat. But that's not kind of the that kind of sounds like the original producers, you know? Like Dr. Gray was a DJ, that's what he did. He was that, that's literally what he did. He got turntables and he worked as a DJ and then made up with Ice Cube and uh and uh whoever else and then easy. That's what I'm gonna say. I mean he it was him and easy he kind of started that whole thing, right? So, um and but that's how he's even he was a DJ like Tubas or at the or at the club or whatever. And then Dr. Drive produced 80% or more of the beats for NWA. So, like, is that a DJ? Is Dr. Dre a DJ? Or is Dr. Dre a rapper? Yeah, I think or is he a producer? So he would accept that. I think if you put him on there, yes. Okay. Then I'm going to mess with Okay, please. Uh, number one, obviously, is DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, the first Prince of Bel Air's you know, was nothing without DJ Jazzy Jeff. So DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. And the Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. Right, that's awesome. That's, that's a TV show. That's a TV show, my friend. Um, so we'll go there. And then I'm going to go Dr. Yeah. I feel like Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew. And then I'm going to go with a guy who's been almost all of my favorite, like, if you want to get into like a workout or go for a run, you know, run, but if you want to go for a workout or if you just want to really get, you want to get into it, you know, some BMX always gives me hype. Swiss Beats did almost all of what, what were they called? Uh, Rough Riders. 
Oh, yeah. Almost all that stuff. And you can always hear that Swiss beats. It was just a little bit different. It just a little harder. You know what I mean? Like, I just love that. So I'm going Swiss beats. Um, and then number four, maybe I don't have four. Uh, so my number four, what was it? Oh, sorry, I was looking at this earlier. With that. JJ's a Jeff, Dr. Dre, Swiss Beats, and uh, thinking of, uh, uh, the other one, who is especially after watching the Wu Tang Clan thing that's on Hulu. You can watch the the like the story of Wu Tang, which is produced by Rizzo as well. Or he's a executive. He's an executive producer in it. Uh, I've learned to love that dude. I, that dude, like that's how he, I, 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 he's awesome. Love it. Yeah, very yeah. successful Wu Tang Clan. He was one of the first people. He got his boys signed, and they all own their own music. Oh. He went in and every place he, he told him, I'm going to do your deals. Here's the thing. I'm going to do your deals. You're under Wu-Tang. I'll do all your, your we're Wu-Tang productions or something like that. But uh, if you, you know, if you want to go to Rockefeller, if you want to go to, you know, wherever you go to, I'll do your deal. And he made sure every one of his guys had full rights to their music, that none of those places had rights. And it was all, the whole thing was like, oh, that's not how we do things. That's well, if you want, if you want Red Man, that's how, not Red Man, Muffin Man, that's how it's going to be. You know what I mean? If you want ODB, that's how it's got to be. And those were the first two big ones that came out. Yeah. All right. I was like one of the best guys in that group. I still don't understand. Man, if you watch the show, holy if any of this. He's a goofy son of a gun. His name uh, was a uh, real description. Huh? Oh, he was an old dirty bastard. Don't know that about that. He was, a, he was an old dirty bastard. This man, though, was just like a dude in the head that they knew. Like, he was living with his grandmother or something, going to private school, playing, uh, playing, uh, not field hockey, what's that called? With a net. Lacrosse. Playing lacrosse. Like good fights at lacrosse, and then he, his grandma said, You got one too many fights. He's, he's back on the back to the hood. He was just chilling with his boys. He did wasn't like he was in the gang stuff or nothing, like some of the other guys were. He's just chilling, just had to go back to the lead. And he had an unbelievable voice. He wrote most of the hits for almost all, for all those early Wu Tang things. He, he was the milk man. Nice. Oh. The hook brings you back. That's right. There you go. Uh, I got uh, the bills, y'all. Get the money. <laughs> Just because. Gotta be. Then I got I got one really fun one. Then I was immediately when we said this last week, we talked about stuff like that. We talked about stuff like that. We talked about stuff like that. 
He's done like real live, like thousands of people, and he's got headphones on being a quote unquote DJ. On the one to his famous friends, sorry, continue. The one, the fun one I thought of right away when we said this last week. SW1. SW1 is Sean Wayans. He was the We play the music and the fly girls would dance to the music. Um, Sean Wayans and Jennifer Lopez. There you go. Um, number three, I'm going to go. He was the DJ at I'm sure he did a bunch of other stuff too, but he was the DJ for a long time for the Deaf Comedy Jam. Yeah. Um so that was yeah. I, I spent uh I don't know four or five months ago I watched like oh yeah first two yeah. seasons of it or something like that. Martin was the usually the uh uh, what do you call that? Mike Man or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Man? The MC MC Mike. Yeah. Something now, by the way, and I know I've said it on this podcast a million times. You love it, love that show, but DJ D Rack gets made fun of constantly by the guys on the show because it's a comedy, it's a comedy thing, right? They're all, it's all funny. Holy cow. They make fun of DJ D-Rex so much. It's not even funny. Um, and then number four, I'm going Al B. Shore. I don't know that one. Al B. Shore was a, he was a, he did everything in music too. He was a rapper. He was a producer. He was a DJ um, in the 80s. Okay. And uh, became, for the last several years, there's a syndicated show on like B stations called Love and R&B. And it's when you play tonight. That makes sense why you know. Coming in now. But sure was really big in the 80s, in, in the early 90s. And then he became a DJ, a disc junkie, right. and played like old RB love songs and stuff on this show. And there's a, there's an the station since the he plays it. He's no longer the, the DJ event. Um, but one of the guys lives from New Edition, uh, big time 90s, 80s, and 90s. Uh, group uh is now the new the new host dj of that show of love and army but i'll be sure was for a long time and i loved that nice like on a sunday night or something moving home from somewhere and you know hitting on the thing and it's like sweet just some sweet slow jam so we missed we didn't go didn't make it uh, Funkmaster Flats. Let's see, I need one. I know hardly any DJs. Jammaster Village. That's a tough one. He probably should take over my uh, four spot, but uh, yeah. Uh, let's see, DJ Envy. Mm-hmm. You know, Envy's on uh, DJ, DJ he's in the Breakfast Club. Okay. He's the main guy in Breakfast Club. Uh, DJ Clue. DJ Clue. DJ Clue. Yeah. 
He just died. Uh, let's see if there's any other good ones on here. Um, and that was the venue I'm thinking, trying to think of. I did a lot of stuff like in the 90s. I don't know Spenderella. You know Spenderella. Do I? DJ Spenderella. Think, uh, think, think, uh, best women's hip of the late 80s and early 90s. Oh boy. Um, Latifah. Uh, like a Ren DMC, it's basically like a Ren DMC. Like you wouldn't think of Jamie Master V or me because Salt and Pepper had DJ Spinderella so on the ones and twos. Forget about Spinderella. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's a good one right there. Yeah, probably should have hit her on there too. Uh, let's see, DJ Stone is another one. That's pretty much. Uh, shout out to DJ Beauty Rat. Uh, maybe one day we'll put some premium rap on the, uh, on the, on the entry, entry in, in, on our intro and outro music. I've got a couple, i got a couple, uh, i got a couple songs, songs, tracks, uh, records, records, i got a couple records, okay. uh, that I'll spin one day on. Yes. Yeah. If you listen this long, I'll be impressed. We'll find out. Sounds good. I mean, that, uh, that's my four, uh, and you had your four, and that's our DJ. That's our mountain. That's our really right. Right. DJs. And I unfortunately did not uh, listen to watch the one Sykes, so we don't have that. So that brings to the end of the podcast. Except for I need to come up with a, um, I need to come up with a Mount Rushmore for next week. And I think my Mount Rushmore for next week, I think we're going to do something. We're going to do something a little different. Oh. I mean, I feel like every time it's something a little different. Let's go with uh, Mount Rushmore of middle relievers. That's going to be hard. Yeah, that's really going to be suck because most middle relievers were starters or closers at some point. Well, if they were in middle relief, though, I mean, I feel like that's automatically a number. I mean, that dude had a rubber arm. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work. I mean, unless I think of something by the end of this. We, there might end up being a lot of sick men that will remember. Maybe if they went back into the when they started calculating the whole. Do you think they went back into the past and like went back and looked to see and like said, okay, well, you know, because sometimes they'll do that, right? you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've got the capability to inflict the crazy thing. There was like no such thing as a middle reliever until the 80s. That's going to be. Um, I mean, Jason Rasko, you did a lot of everything. everything. When you pitch for 60 years, you do just about everything. Um, I don't know, bud. You got anything else you want to you throw out there? I mean, we've, we've talked about every single hockey player we know. 
I'm gonna get so mad like tonight and tomorrow. I'm gonna remember one more or something. You sent me text me. I can't believe I don't remember. Yeah, they just took his last name, and that's what they called him. Eiserman. Eiserman is a Detroit Red Wing, like one of the great Detroit Red Wings. Uh, I'm sure. What's his first page? This is Steve Eiserman. And I'm not happy about either. Yeah, it can't be Steve. His last name is Eiserman. It's such a little lie. It can't be Steve. <laughs> it's I think different, uh, different Europe. I want to say that guy's name started with me. Hmm. The guy was with Sydney Crosby. He was the best player. Who was the best hockey player in the 2000s? That's who it is. That's who it's going to be. Right? I mean, that's something, bitch. Exactly who you're talking about. Any of these people. Any of these people. Top 10 NHL players of the 2000s. Those are the top 10. This is the top 10 players of the 2000s. Daniel Alfredson. Scott Niedermayer. Got it. This is that. There it is. Alex Ovechkin. That's the name you're trying to figure out. So he's, he's eight. Sydney Crosby is seven. There's seven players. You're better than them. Are you ready? Yeah, let's move on. I'm going to say the first name or last name. And you, I'll say the last name. You tell me the first name. No. The one at the opposite. It's, well, no, that's a game of people, probably. I'm doing the last name. You're first. Yeah. Uh, wrong. Uh, Pat. Chris. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Pronounce any of these. Uh, it's gonna make it even better. which probably is just or something silly. Um, Gregory, Dale. Uh, Somebody, this one I actually heard this name Brodeer Martin Martin Brodeer. Well done. And last but not least is Lidstrom. Nicholas. 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 It's Nicholas. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a Tim Lintoncombe. Um, there he is. Sign of three of the ten. Three of the ten. Three of the ten. And that's the area that we paid most attention to sports. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Was that that was fun for me? That was fun for me. Oh, my God.
fans and a lot of you can try to see all the other best players. I now know that I could go and in batting practice, I could hit a home run if I got 30 swings. Nice. I'm 90% sure I could hit one. If somebody's lobbing me. I'm 1% sure I could hit 90 bombs. 1% sure you could hit 90 bombs? You can't let up any swings. How many swings do you get? How many swings do you get? How and it's got to be somebody throwing 50, 40, 50 miles an hour on me. I mean, it can't be, I don't want any 80, 70. I don't even want any 70. I don't even want 60. thing we were doing in Cooperstown. Yes. Just kind of lobbing it in there and then bang. That's what I want. I think I can hit one out of 20 pitches. At least. At least. Maybe more. If there's a short porch, like 250 mm-hmm. down a line. I think I can go after that. But you'd have to go left handed against it's uh, right field, right? Oh, I'm telling you, I'm right handed. It's like what, 210? It's like, and it shoots like straight out from there. Wrap a couple around that. He's like at the end of the dugout. Yeah, with some tail on it. From the next side, yeah, I could definitely get some tail on a ball and hook it around. Inside pitch too. You can definitely do that. There's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I like it. What's Great American down the lines? Two eighty, two ninety. Oh no, isn't it like three twenty? Three twenty. I was like, yeah, three. 38. Or is right field shorter? I think right field shorter. Right field is supposed to be shorter, yeah. Because when they made it done in Griffin Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. I could, I could maybe get 300 few times. That's about as far as I could really hit ball right now. Well, that's not going out. It'd go out at Whiskey's Bowl. And a couple of yeah. people yeah. where I got 260, 280, I can have a couple out in those. I think I could do it. I don't know. Yeah. That's got, that's got, that's got, a, that's got a fair enough wall. Yeah. And I want to see if I could get one or two out. We're going to find, uh, yeah, we've got a, I'm going to get a new bat though, because the, all the wood bats I have are over 15 to 20 years. I'm Lit because not like not like the bike isn't broke, but it's like dry rod, like dried out so much that it's getting chips. I want you to go up there and use that. I'm gonna throw you a cutter and saw you off. Well, I'm not cooking. I think I like I would have broke the wood bat of Parker's today in batting practice. I hit him with a heater on hands 
and it 100% would have broke his bat. I thought he broke his, his, his composite bat that he had today. Like, I'm looking about six inches above his hands, reading the narrow part of the handle, and it sounded terrible. And I was like, and everybody's like, but I was like, nah, man, if it was a wood bat. <laughs> oh, man. You got to throw it tight. Yeah. Which might happen tomorrow in the Dodgers Reds game. Because, I mean, Ellie kind of walked it off a little bit. And, she was thinking, and, she wrong, and then Will Benson, apparently, I didn't say yet. But in the middle of a game, if you feel voted a little bit, I get it. But if you have a walk-off home run, that's it. Sorry, bro. You you get all of it. Walk around the bases if you want. You get all of it. And you should not get thrown at for that. It's a walk-off home run. The game is really taking up time. The team's already off the they're off the field by the time you come around the school. I think it was the first inning. So real opportunities to hit him if they do that. But no, there there was, I think, a pitch. I only heard it on the radio but there was a pitch pretty high and inside mm-hmm. um, some timing for that but that might have sometimes i think being inside was not meant to be high inside isn't usually meant to be the one that's getting you inside like at that like like below the shoulder to the butt is like where that where that i'm going to hit you is i'm going to hit you in the small of the back i want it to hurt like hell and then you never do that ever again yeah because you take 98 off the small, the back. But the, the, the high end inside is just a scare pitch. I mean, you might throw that. So your breaking ball that goes away from the hitter is, is effective. Yeah. We've had this conversation. And also, and also, and also, if, if somebody's throwing that, like that maybe that it's going to be looked at as a certain yeah and maybe that is the message and it's also at the same time now i'm setting you up for now i'm getting an excuse for it but if you then did you really send a message i want to explain an answer so yeah i guess so there you go uh that's, uh, I think that is about all this podcast, but if we can get into a 37 uh, minute tangent on something else, good call. So, until next week, don't forget to turn the lights on.